Good morning. So good to have you here on this bright um, Sunday morning. We are glad that you're here. And those who are visiting or watching us on Zoom, we're glad that you are part of this service. Praise the Lord. What a glorious day. Uh, as we're uh, coming together, I want to let everyone know that poinsettias, um, poinsettia, so how do you actually pronounce this? Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Okay, now, now we're going to have that debate and the church will be divided. But anyway, so those flowers uh, uh, we have on sale, um, is today the last day? Okay, so okay, so if if you are not um, able to um, purchase one today, please call Sharon Start. The orders have to be in tomorrow, uh, and then you can give her a check, or she'll just cover it for you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. But anyway, make. Checks payable to the First DC Church, and they're eight dollars each. Uh, but if you have any questions, please see uh, Sharon. Uh, also, uh, coming up, we're decorating the church for Advent. It's coming up, November twenty seventh, nine thirty. Uh, we're going to be decorating the church, and Donna. Friday night, we have a group that's coming in at six six or six thirty six. Six o'clock, and it's going to be a very quick, maybe 15, 30, just getting stuff from up, from downstairs, upstairs, so that we can, hmm? Yeah, six o'clock, and so that we can get everything upstairs so that we're ready to go Saturday morning. And you're providing pizza? She says that she can give me $75. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. We'll, we'll just do that quick. Um, anyway, it's going to be a great time. We always have a lot of fun decorating the church. Um, so please do that. Um, we do have uh, Christmas cards uh, for those who can't attend services with us. The due date is actually moved to December 5th. Uh, we did have a couple of names that we wanted to add, and so there is an updated list uh, in the back. And then a wonderful praise, um, Operation Christmas Child. Uh, we supplied 76 shoeboxes. Uh, we did 24 online and 52 in the church, and so uh, it, that is an awesome amount. So thank you, everyone, who participated in that. Any other announcements? Uh, just to let people know, we do have Bible study tonight. Uh, but no coffee shop theology Tuesday and no uh, prayer meeting on Wednesday uh, due to uh, the holidays. Any other announcements? Then let me get to my my call to worship. I'm getting I'm getting it I'm getting it I know. Uh, would you please stand for our call to worship? This is one I normally do uh, for Thanksgiving week. 
This is from Psalm 100, and it's verses 4 through 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen. So our first song today is a... An old favorite. <laughs> Praise band has done it, but we're going back to the old way. It's, Lord, I lift your name on high. And I know some of you know the motions that go with the chorus. So don't hesitate to do them. I'm not going to call anybody up here to <laughs> perform. So. <laughs>
You may be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, there is a uh, um, something in that song that we just sang, Judy, about um, let even the poor say that they're rich. Um, uh, today, I'm, I'm going to lift up just by the first name, Kevin. Uh, Kevin came by this church this morning, uh, very distraught, and we need to be praying for him. Um, you know, the threat of homelessness and not knowing where to go can weigh a heavy burden on someone, and so uh, we need to be praying for Kevin um, and I'm going to be meeting with him uh, again after church uh, to see how we can help and, of course, get him, get him to LCCM and things like that. But knowing where someone's breaking point is and to be there, um, that is important for us as ambassadors, as people of Christ, to come in and to meet with them. Um, and so when people come in to this church, I'm so glad that I wasn't the first one, and there were people that were already from our ambassadors meeting with them and, and helping at the very point until I could get there, and I think it's awesome. And so thank you for being supportive uh, and praying. So I'm praying for Kevin today. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take the air out of it. We have one over here, over there. Well, okay, yes. Uh, First thing I want to say is Chris and I both want to thank everyone as we've been going through the different things we've been going through for all the the cards and the email greetings and so forth that everyone has sent to us for encouragement and prayer. We really appreciate that. I'm fine. I got my knee replacement done and I'm on the mend with that and walking well and still have to build up some strength to climb steps so it's really going well. Chris's eye operation is still going on. Uh, They have some more procedures they have to do in January until she can get their sight back in the eye where the implant got dislodged. And also she's going through a very bad pain from the scoliosis and she has some uh, destroyed tendons in her ankle and foot which, and a bad arch, which is going to cause, we're going to be consulting with the surgeon for a foot and ankle rebuild, essentially. So mm. she's not in good shape. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, we will certainly um, be praying for Chris and for you as you go through this as well. An acquaintance of mine named Mallory, uh, her mother passed away this week of cancer, um, and she was very close to her mother, and she was primary caregiver there toward the end. So um, just keep her and her family in prayer in this, this time. Well, we certainly will keep Mallory in, in our prayers, and um, that, that's hard to, to lose a parent. And so we will be praying for God's uh, peace in that. Okay, hold on. Okay, just a minute. We we have well we don't really have a system so we'll we'll, we'll come there yes ma'am uh, about forty some weeks ago I asked for prayer for a nephew who was in the hospital and they didn't know what was wrong 
I will report he came home last week. They still don't know what's wrong, but he's looking good. He only has to go for therapy now. Thank you for the prayers. And what, what was his name? Greg. Greg. Okay, well, we're, we're glad that he's, he's home and doing some, some therapy, but, and of course we don't know, but, uh, but God does, and he's 44 days being in the hospital not knowing. Okay, uh, we have someone sharing down front. Yeah, I would like prayer for the uh, the her and Gordon families and the loss of my friend Cindy. Yeah, the, the one we have been praying for, Cindy passed away, and and Sharon, thank you for being um, an ambassador to them uh, during that time. Um, God used you in a powerful way uh, to be with Cindy and with the family uh, in their last hours. Also, want to lift up. Um, the Kreiser family, uh, Lloyd, uh, went to uh, went to to heaven to his heavenly home uh, on Monday. Uh, service will be on Tuesday. Uh, it is a private ceremony, uh, but he will um, uh, the service will be at the Gap, and so that will be good. Any other prayer concerns or praise? Oh, John. I have one. Uh, just uh, continued prayers uh, for my Aunt Vesta. Um, this past week she was put onto a, a ventilator uh, for COVID. Uh, her numbers have been stable since being put on, uh, but uh, just pray that she continues to improve and uh, can recover for this. Okay. Well, we'll keep praying for your aunt. Any other prayer concerns, praises? Yes, Amy. Um, we had a birthday in our house this week, so John turned, I don't know, so many years old this week, but we're thankful that he's in our life, and we hope that he had a good birthday and a good upcoming year. Uh, is it 50? No. 51? <laughs> ha! Is, is, it, is, is it going up, or am I going no, down? No, go down. Go down. <laughs> 49 and a half? <laughs> I'm no. sorry. Oh, yeah, you're, you're the one who's controlling my mic. I better stop. Anyway, happy birthday, John. Any other prayer concerns or praises? So this, this week, um, we need to be truly thankful for what God has given to us and to remember those that are, are struggling and, um, and know that it's not... When I, when I say blessings, when God blesses us, it's not necessarily the the prosperity of it. And I'll get a little bit more into the sermon, but it's also, when we ask for blessings, when I say blessings to you, I meant, I, I, I'm actually meaning the peace of Christ, the mercy of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, the guidance. Those things that no matter what happens in our lives, that we're okay uh, Sam and I talked just a little bit about we go, we struggle for a little bit, but the glory that awaits us, uh, what Lloyd and Cindy both got this week or last week because of they, their reward. They're now in the glory of Christ. And 
What a wonderful statement that is. So let us pray. Gracious Lord, we, we hear all of the stories of what's going on in the world and the, we just get, we get frustrated, we get upset. And sometimes, Lord, we wonder what is going on and yet we know that you have a plan. And Lord, some of that plan means that we have to be patient and wait for you, but sometimes we're on our, on our schedule. So Lord, grant us patience. Lord, grant us the ability to see where, you're, where you are and to come alongside you. Lord, we're thankful for Cindy and for Lloyd, for the witness witnesses they were uh, to friends and family, but Lord, we know that they're praising you right now, and it gives us comfort in the time of our grief that um, we'll see them again. Lord, for those that are in the hospital, those that are struggling with pain, those that are hurting this very, this very morning, Lord, we pray for your healing. We pray for your comfort. So Lord, we thank you for everything that we have because everything has come from you. But the important thing, Lord, is when you take away all the stuff, we still have the love of Christ within us. Whether we're rich or we're poor, we know what you've done on a cross. So Lord, we are truly thankful the most thankful thing that we are, that we're grateful for is that your son Jesus Christ came and took away our sins on the cross. And that we have new life in you because you loved us first. So Lord, help us this week to truly praise you. To truly say thank you for the joy and the hope, the peace and the love that lives within us. So Lord... Hear our prayer. Hear, hear those things that are in the silence of our hearts and those that are in our minds. And Lord, we present all of this to you. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from the book of Mark, again, chapter 10, starting at verse 23. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them. But Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astonished. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied. And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father, or children, or property, for my sake and for the good news, will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So this is the second sermon in the series on being satisfied, and we're looking at uh, the book of uh, Mark, um, chapter 10, verses, well, today, 23 through 31, and last week what we had was we had a gentleman who was eager to talk with Jesus and kind of wanted to get reassurance that he has done everything correctly. And when he comes to Jesus, he says, I've done this and I've done this. What else can I do? And Jesus, who loved him, said, you need to sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. And the man went away because he was very rich. And so now we come into the rest of the story because I'm sure it broke Jesus' heart that this man decided that money and property were more important than to follow Christ. And so as we're looking at what, what it means to be satisfied, is that we actually have a, a difficult time uh, with this sometimes. We look at what people have and we kind of start to... Um, believe that maybe God loves them more. Look what they have. Look what, look what the house they live in. Look at the job. Because in, in popular belief in those days, and even now, 
that prosperity means that you live a blessed life. It's a sign of a good man. And so if this man is rich, he's truly blessed. He's getting to heaven. God loves him and blessed him. And yet Jesus turns this whole thing upside down. And he says, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you have in this world. What it matters is that do you have Jesus Christ as Lord and sinner? Is he the most important thing that you have? Because if not, then nothing, nothing that you can do will get you into heaven. It has to be from God. So um, we were studying actually this in Luke in our Bible study uh, last Sunday night. And we went through uh, most of this story because it's the same story that was in Luke. And I know some of those in Bible study wanted to get the upper hand and know what the sermon was today so they didn't have to come. But I beat around the bush and so I made them come today. Um, But we were talking about verse 25. It says, in fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And we were getting into that and we're looking at the eye of the needle. And there, so one theory is, is that the needle was referring to a small gate in Jerusalem where a camel actually would have trouble getting through And yet the more research I did with the theologians, they're actually saying this is actually a literal meaning because in those days they would know exactly what a needle was. They knew that these needles had an eye and so they wanted to make sure that if you truly um, believed in property that or that your good works are going to get you into heaven, it would be about like a camel trying to fit through the eye of a needle. It is absolutely impossible. This is why the disciples were so amazed, because when they heard, so so a rich person can't get in. Now, you can read in that to say, wow, if someone's rich, then obviously they're not going to heaven. No, that's not what Jesus is saying. If a rich person or a poor person doesn't have Christ first in their lives, they're not getting in. Because in verse 27, Jesus said to them, humanly speaking, it is impossible. You and I can work all of our lives, do really good things. Help the poor, help the homeless, help anyone in need. But yet, if we don't have Christ, then that's nothing. Paul talks about that in Corinthians. You can have all of this, but if you don't have love, then you're just making noise. And so Peter, actually it was Peter who spoke up for the group, and he said, but, but look at us. We gave up everything to follow you. And Jesus said, yes, um, uh, yes, you did. You, you gave up um, 
things that were really important to you, your house, your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, your children, your property. And for the sake of my sake and the good news, awesome, wonderful. However, Jesus is trying to get them to think, okay, so you gave up all of this, and yet if you don't have me at the center, if you don't have, if you're not worshiping me, you could, I mean, you could say, I've, I've given up everything to follow Christ, and yet if I, Christ is not center in my life, then there's some problems. I could stand up here and like, I've, I've gone to seminary, but if I don't have Christ, as Lord and Savior, it means nothing. Kathy read um, in Scripture, and, and I don't know if you picked it up, in verse 30, we'll receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, property, so on, but also says along with persecution. And then that in the world to come, the person will have eternal life. So not only the good, but the bad. Remember the rain that falls? Does it rain on the good and the evil? Yes. So when you look at someone's life, you, you shouldn't look at them as, wow, God really loves them. So, so here's a secret. God loves everyone, correct? I mean, we say that in John 3.16. For God so loved the world. It didn't say, so God just loved the Christians or those who cheer for Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Bob, I had to throw that in because we're outnumbered, so... So, it's not just enough to do good works. Yes, why do we do good works? Not to get into heaven, but to say thank you for what God's given to us. Whether you're rich or poor, Christ is trying to say that yes, you gave all of this, but your reward is going to be much more than that. But he's talking about the heavenly reward, not what's going to happen here. And the fact that you're also going to get persecuted. We've seen that time and time again. Christians getting persecuted. We see that today. Christians are being rounded up around the world and being thrown in jail or sentenced to death. And yet... Those who gave up everything will receive the glory when they arrive in heaven. So what is, what is the danger that we're facing right now in America? I talked a little bit about it uh, to someone uh, earlier today, that we are that last line in Judges had no king 
and they did what was right in their own eyes. In this world today, if you have wealth, actually, it's kind of weird today. If, depending on what you believe on, your wealth is good or it's bad. We have rich celebrities and rich people, and they all can't get along. And what happens if you have all this money? How many people have said, you know, if only I had this. If I only could win the lottery, all of my problems would be solved. That is the lie that people believed. It's not about property. Yes, what you and I have today is from God and we need to say thank you, but we also know that what we have received, we need to what? Return to others. To help the poor. You see, today, when I talked with this this man today, not having a place to stay, not having food. There's something there that we have to say, okay, let, let's help. And it's not, I even shared, I, I had given him some money out of my own pocket, and, and he said, I can't take this. I'm kind of ashamed, and, and, and I said, you must understand something. That's not my money. That's God's money. See, what I have, what Kathy and I possess, is something that, okay, how are we treating what God's given me? Are we treating it with honor and glory? Or are we wanting more and more and more? I mean, Kathy and I can say, well, God, we've, we've given up a lot of stuff to, to follow you. We, you know, uh, as most young couples start out, uh, when Kathy and I were married, um, God blessed us with a bed. Uh, it didn't have a frame yet. It was just on the floor. Uh, we had a coffee table. We had a rocking chair. Wow. But God, I'm... I'm I'm following you. Shouldn't I, shouldn't I have the whole place filled? And now, through kids and everything, our house is filled. And, did, and last night I was like, uh, guys, you want to take some of your stuff out now? Because now we've got too much stuff. It's amazing how, as, as, as Kathy and I are, are growing closer together and closer in our relationship to God, of the things that we have are true blessing, and then how do we, how do we manage that? Are we, are we sharing with others? Are we, and it's not just, not just the material stuff. It's actually talking to the people 
who are hurting, to hear their story. It's not enough just to say, well, we can just drop something off. You actually have to talk to them because how else are they going to know Christ? One of the, the problems uh, with this gentleman who, who came in, he, he was embarrassed. And I said, why, why are you embarrassed? Because I'm not, I'm just the way I'm, I'm dressed. And I teased him a little bit because I'm like, okay, so you have a 49ers jacket on. That's nothing to be ashamed about. And, and for the first time, he kind of smiled. And I said, why? He says, well, I've been asking for God for help. And I don't know where he is. And I said, where are you right this moment? Finally, he says, I'm in church. And I said, God is actually talking to you right now that he's trying to help you and you need to listen And we sat there and we talked about LCCM and that we would give him a place to stay for the next two nights and to give him enough uh, money for food and to say, okay, now here are, here's where you need to go. Here, you go to LCCM, this is what's going to start you on the journey. And this is why we have to pray that as he does this, is he really thanking God because God is opening a door for you right this moment. And you know what? God is opening a door for us right this moment. Are we going to walk through and say, God, you have everything and I'm satisfied because I have hope and I have peace and I have love. I have faith. And regardless of what is going on in our lives, we have that. Paul writes in Philippians 4, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. And I know I've always been, and I know you've always been concerned for me, but you don't, didn't have a chance to help me. Not that I was never in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's on a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. He writes in 1 Timothy, Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we were brought We brought nothing with us when we came into this world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if I have enough food and clothing, let us be content. And then in Hebrews, the writer writes, don't love money, be satisfied with what you have for God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? If you have this morning 
you had a, either breakfast, you had clean clothes, you had a house, then you're pretty wealthy in the eyes of the Lord or in the lives of the people because around this world there are people who have no shelter. There are people today that have no idea when they're going to eat again. They have no idea where they can find water. They have little clothing. They, they have no shelter. And it's not to make you feel guilty. It's what are you going to do with what God has given you? How are you going, your whole person, how are you going to live for God today to give him the glory? Whether you're poor or rich, it does not matter. Christ has to be the sinner. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us to be satisfied in all things. For Paul said, if we had food and clothing, that we need to be content. And Lord, sometimes we're not. So Lord, forgive us. Forgive us when we want too much. Because Lord, it only takes us a moment just to look around and to realize that we have work to do. We have your work to do. So Lord, guide all of us as the church, your church, to do the right thing, to come alongside people and to get them back on a road, but also the road that focused to you. Because if we can help those and yet they have no connection, Lord, we just pray that they would, through the power of the Holy Spirit, they would come to know you. Because that is the greatest gift. In Christ's name, amen. So in this time of reflection, so with contentment, if we have enough food, enough clothing, why is it so hard that we want to want more? Is it society, the pressure? Look what they have. Uh, I thought it was uh, a huge deal when we got um, a stereo system, our first one, and it was a, was it three CD changer or five? I, don't, I think it was just three. And it had tape decks in it. Well, not eight track, because we were a little bit, you know, older than that. But cassette tapes, which some of the kids are looking at me going, what's a cassette tape? Okay, fine. And I thought it was really cool. And I'm like, we finally made it. And we got a, we got a color TV. And then we would go to someone's house and I'm like, but their TV is bigger. Yes, keep up with the Joneses. My wife, bless her heart, has to deal with a, a lot. Do not say amen, Mike. Just don't say amen. But we had an RCA television, color, 19-inch. Kathy said, we only need one TV. 
But I said, other people have two. We have one. And then we got kids, and I said, you know, we're gonna need a bigger television. She says, when this one stops working. 19 years that (laughs) wonderful TV worked. Actually, 22 years. And then it started to have some problems. And I was like, yes. And then Kathy goes, well, we can't afford another TV. And I'm like, but, but what happens if, if this TV goes? What's going to happen? Our whole life is, well, not your life, but my life is going to, I mean, how am I going to watch Andy Griffith? And then her mother-in-law gave us, I mean, my mother-in-law gave us a TV, and we've had it. And the more I, the more I learn, the more I'm like, why can't I be satisfied with what I have? And then God suddenly does that. He's like, are you satisfied now? Are you content? I am. I am. And it's a struggle because you do see these wonderful things out there. I mean, someone, as I said, I, I see a new truck or something, I'm like, oh, man, the, those people don't, like one of my friends got a new truck and then I realized, but he's not married and he doesn't have children. And I said, I'm so happy that God's given me what I've been given. It's not so much important what, what you have. It is how you use it for the Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, It is the love of stuff, possessions, that gets us into trouble. So Lord, help us to remember Paul's words that if we have food and if we have clothing, then that's sufficient. Help us to have a kind heart and to use what you've given to us for your purpose not only the gifts, but the spiritual gifts, the personal gifts, our time and our touch and our prayers. Lord, guide us through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us this week to count the blessings that you've given to us. And regardless of what's going on in our lives, to praise you in all things. In Christ's name we pray and all of God's people said, Amen.